Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Live It, Love It, Fuck It podcast. I'm your host, George, and like always, brand new material, brand new guests. Actually, I'm bringing one of my old friends from my old guest of mine, and we're going to talk about a little bit of what's going on, the overall picture with technically COVID, you know, disappearing, and, you know, with this whole quarantine over. So I want to introduce Eddie. What's up, George? What's up? Good, man. And a new guest, Lillian. How you doing, Lillian? Hi, George. Hey, how you guys doing? Yeah. How, so how's everyone doing right now with phase two of New York City? It feels like The Sims right now. It feels like every day is the same thing, every day. Restaurants, bars has been open for a couple of weeks already, so I don't know when, when DK, he goes phase two. I'm like, what are you talking about phase two? <laughs> phase two yeah. There's a, if you go, there's a couple of spots around Austin Street. I'm blowing up some spots here. That um, <laughs> if you go to if you go to the backyard, they've been in safe um, phase four for about a month now. <laughs> They're saying, oh yeah, there's a pretty. If you go to Stanway, there's pretty sure there's places you know serving liquor, food. Yo, there's know. parties. It was dancing. They were playing dominoes with no masks like yeah, a month ago. <laughs> well, yeah. where I'm at right now, today I got my first haircut in three months. So. Lucky you. Oh, I feel like now I know how it feels like when women get their pedicures and manicure for the first time in months. <laughs> <laughs> how nah, much does your barber charge you? Oh, 35. Oh, yeah. That, I, I wouldn't know that. 35 for eyebrows. You know. For eyebrows? Yeah, I got to do my eyebrows. I got to do everything, dude. Well, you got a tattoo eyebrows? Uh, I look like the yeah. fat version of Wolverine, dude. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> no, didn't you, I thought you looked like um Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, Roman Reigns is a fat version. <laughs> so, yes. I'll, so backstory to this is you know what for three months i'm like i'm not gonna cut my hair i'm just gonna let it grow and i'm like you know what i want a man bun and i'm like let me just grow my hair a little bit and i started imagining you know what aquaman has a fucking long hair roman rain the wrestler has fucking long hair and i'm like dick is saying i could lose 20 pounds i could look just like that Fuck out of here. <laughs> oh god <laughs> i was telling eddie that i'm gonna fucking end up looking like a sumo wrestler <laughs> E-Honda e E-Honda <laughs> Nah, but um, Just going back to what we were talking about earlier It's been over, what, 111 days This whole Wait. quarantine You count? I mean, that's what, that's what the government said The last time Yeah, but that was, that was, yeah, but that was, like, that was last Friday about 100, <laughs> Almost 120 now So let's say, like, yeah Let's say it's about over three months of dealing with this mm-hmm. I feel like from the day one everything changed to how it is now. Do you remember when this first started, the, everyone kept on talking about toilet papers, water, hand sanitizer, mm. Lysol, and then it turned into a whole, you know, going online and using hangout websites like party. What is it? Um, apps, Zoom. Zoom. Oh, party, yeah, yeah. Party wow, everybody went on live. Exactly. Everybody did a live. Yo, how about Those the, are the real phases. No phase two. Those are the real phases. Do you, do you remember <laughs> the, the, the stripping? The stripping online. That shit was crazy. People were, the stripping yeah. online. Yeah. I wasn't in that. I wasn't in that loop. <laughs> I mean, people were yeah. doing whatever it takes for money, you know, to make sure they got their money. I don't know. And they also, I th- didn't Pornhub give a free, free, free nah, premium membership some of, them, <laughs> some of them got kicked out. Like, I, I saw, like, there was there's a DJ that I follow. I follow a bunch of DJs, but this particular DJ, 
had um you know people dancing and stuff i mean i feel like at first you know like people were just figuring out what they can do and what can they, they can get away with because instagram wasn't really on top of it until like after and like you know they they blocked them for a little bit and then they came back um and people were really doing this like they were not even covering their faces mm. you know and i was just like okay all right i guess this is what it is now going back to what now three and a half months later I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I got used to, like, working from home. I got used to, like, wearing masks. I, I was more panicky in the first couple of weeks because I felt like an unknown. But now it's, like, it's a routine to me, like, everything. And I'm wondering, is it that we could just easily adapt to some things compared to other people who can't adapt to being home? What's your thoughts on that? Um, no, I, I, honestly, I'll tell you, um, it, it much didn't change for me in the work aspect of it. Um, cause I work in the hospital. They had me rotating going, they had me a couple of days in the hospital. Then they didn't want me in the hospital. Then they wanted me back in the hospital, but I, I am, I'm never home. I'm never, ever, ever home. And I found myself, I guess maybe getting into a seasonal depression, you know, like, honestly, like, like just sitting home, you know, I'm glad, I'm thankful I'm healthy. You know, I'm thankful that, you know, I had food in my house and thankful I had, I, I, I wasn't sick. Um, I felt guilty going anywhere. I felt guilty being in contact with people um that was just the beginning so i you know as far as it goes and then also um if i, if I had to meet with patients because that was part of my job is to meet with patients the last thing i needed to do is be around people that were sick and get my patients sick um i had to wash my hands like crazy speak to doctors to see what they knew which they didn't really know much you know it's crazy in the beginning lillian what about you so yeah going back to the beginning hmm um i well, I am working from home, so I am very grateful for that. I think that's that's something that I also had to adapt to, not adapt, but say every time I sort of wanted to vent a little bit about my situation because they, I, I am very fully aware that, you know, there's people that don't have any jobs. There's people that, you know, were like, and I get it, right? And so every time I would have to say, you know, like, ah, I'm working from home. And I wanted to unload. It was just like, wait, hold on. You know, like, I'm very grateful, by the way. Hold on. I'm not saying I'm not. So that's something that I real noticed that I say a lot. It comes with its pros and its cons, for sure. Being home, I was like, okay, I'm going to be home. That means I'm going to have a little bit more time to do certain things at home. You know, certainly be with my kids, which is, you know, it has its pros and its cons, too. <laughs> you know, then, it, you know, like, I think I was more full of, like, fear, anxiety, I think guilty as well, because it, all this information that was being thrown at us was not concrete. It was just a lot of information, you know, if you have this, if you have that, if you don't have this, if you don't have that, if you only have this. And I was just like, oh, my God, you know, I have kids in the house. You know, my job before was going out into all the communities, you know, all the boroughs, citywide, and being with people. And so now that was just like, you're sent home. And I was sick. So in a way, I was like, I need to be home anyway. It was very that's, difficult. That's, to... that's what people are. I wonder how many parents feel that way. But how about people that are isolated by themselves? Those that have mm. nobody except the little room they have. I, I've spoken to a lot of my friends and colleagues. And there's some people that were lonely, that they, had a, they lived in a room or an apartment by themselves, no one to trust. And similar to what you guys were talking about, when this whole shit started, I felt useless. You know, I'm always about helping people, talking, motivating people. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to motivate people with, with all this shit going on? I don't mm -hmm. even have the answers to it, but I tried and it felt weird. But now, you know, like I said, yeah. months go by and 
COVID is one piece of this whole shit that's been happening. Adapting, how long do you think it took you to adapt to, like, you know, this whole new world? There's no adapting. I didn't adapt yet. There's no so adapting. You just deal. Thing. You deal with it and you settle with it. Right? There's no adapting. To, right Right now, you know, I, I, you know, you deal with what you got to deal with, you know, and every day is something different. Something else opens up. Something else closes up. You see um, cases spiking up, so you don't want to do this. So you can't get comfortable. So I don't think there's a there's 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 adjusting. You know, I I don't I, I'm, I'm sorry, adapting yet. Um, it'll come, but not right. I don't think right now for me. I also think I think that actually the word that you said accidentally adjusting. I think that's something that I feel like I'm often doing. I think I've done it even before this, like with other situations. You know, often being thrown at thrown at me. You know, and so I have a fear of like something's coming. I know something else is going to come. It, this is what has been happening. So what's next? And it sucks to feel that way. Um, I'm an overthinker. So I can stay quiet, but my mind is already. Isn't that like anxiety, scenario. though? Isn't that anxiety? I, I, that's one of my things. So yeah, I have anxiety. Something that when you said, okay, the people that are alone, I, you know, I also wonder of the people that even when you are with people, you know, because I live with people. I have people here. And it was just me and my own little world at times because it hit me. The remote learning with the kids, my job becoming remote, also dealing, you know, with, you know, my partner that was also struggling with jobs. And then I had to sort of like handle everything and make sure I was okay. And, and I broke down many times and I, I spoke to some friends and it was relieving to hear them say that they also broke down because they didn't really talk about it, but the situation opened up that. We had know, conversations too, I know, late night. How about you, Eddie? No, to be honest with you, this, this, this whole thing fucked up a lot of people. Um, you know, if you didn't have mental health problems before, you didn't think you had them, they're here, you see them. Um, I, I, I was on a, actually a lot of calls, what they tried to do in the hospital, because they saw, like, in, in my, they saw a lot of, um, a lot of, doctors um kind of like breaking down and stuff so they try to counsel them so we had a like we had a a counselor like a psychiatrist um and we had to be on the phone with them all the time so we listened to them and you listen to the doctors and how they're talking and they're breaking down they're crying on the phone and you know because they didn't understand they didn't understand how to treat these people and they see these young people and they didn't they, they thought they understand one part but they didn't understand it and they're telling to they're being told to do this and uh, you know and they're like they feel like they're, they're there to help them and they couldn't you know so a lot of them felt like like they were failing their patients you know so and i'm listening to these people crying the fuck, I mean, it's like you're setting up them to fail you're not gonna it's not a winning situation right but it was nothing honestly it was nothing you can do this is not that this this was something that's not is it's probably still not understand uh, understanding you know you we don't understand it you know as far as far as it goes uh, you know people are over here I, i've had conversations with different doctors um and you know most of them said about the same thing they say you know people think they understand this they understand what they're getting tested for they understand the antibodies and all this stuff right and they say they don't understand people say oh yeah i got the antibodies people don't understand it it's not understanding it people think they understand it but they don't nobody really understands it you're getting bits and pieces from different news organizations and you're taking it and running with it um instead of just sitting back and just being the the best thing a doctor told me is don't be stupid that's literally it don't be stupid i said what do you mean don't be stupid just wash your fucking hands that's it Wash your hands. You know, if you want to cover your mouth, you cover your mouth. But the most important thing you can do is wash your hands with soap 
constantly. That's it. Not not with hand sanitizer, with soap. You said something that really caught my attention. If you never had to deal with mental health, guess what? You definitely have it now. No, no, everybody. No, I think I think more. I think most people in the world have it. They just don't realize they have it, but they're experiencing it now. There's they, when they're hearing, they might hear a voice in their head now. You might hear a voice in the head. They're forgetting what day of the week it is, what time it is. They're forgetting, holy shit, I got to go to work tomorrow. Why? Because every day has been the same exact thing. A lot of people turned into alcoholics. A lot of people started drinking. They were doing drinking games online. Every single day you're drinking, doing, doing, smoking weed, doing whatever it was. They were doing a lot of different things. That's fucking them up too. They, you know, and that was the way they were coping. That was their coping mechanism. They don't normally drink before this. They weren't drinking every single day. They turned themselves into alcoholics. That's how they cope with this. You know, some people cried. Some people did lives. They, I, I've seen people on lives that n- I never seen them do a live before in their life. And you're on it every single day now. Now you're doing game shows. You're right. I've seen people literally online that I never thought I saw do things just to distract their mind. Man, shit is real. You get bored after a while. Totally can relate. Um, And I agree. It is a coping, you know, the way of coping. I can't say there's a right or wrong. You know, it's true. I've seen on my social media a lot of people that go now like that doing videos, doing different things. I just feel like at least, you know, like they're trying but still shy, right? And so before I used to have like friends and actually see them and actually go out and like after work and that was like gone. I had there, you know, I have friends that are, that were gathering at some point, even before you were allowed to really gather. I feel, I felt like them, if this would have been before, in another situation, I would have been out of my house, but I'm always, I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about, you know, my partner. I'm thinking about if I, if I get to see my mom, that moment that I, if I touch her, what if it it was, you know, I just rather be home. And lately I was just like, all right, at first it was really bad. You know, I I wouldn't do anything at all. And now it's just like, okay, you know, I'm slowly going outside with, you know, always wearing my mask. My hands have like completely I had days that they were like peeling off because of the damn hand sanitizer. It was burning. I don't know if you guys went through that, but you know, it, it's just, it was terrible. Um, but I just feel like a lot of people are just trying to figure out ways to, to deal. Um, and that's just pretty much it. Let's go a month later. We're talking about in April, like mid April when we were hearing the news, we were seeing the governor and the mayor talk on a daily basis and those numbers were spiking up. And when people were already right off the bat applying for unemployment, those not large numbers, we were already getting used to adapting to these online social media hangouts, right? Eventually it died out, it died out. And all of a sudden, four or five weeks into this, it became un- like, that's it, it's boring. Think back when they started telling you six feet distance, knowing they're telling you this is the long run, this isn't going to stop in two weeks, three weeks from now. Now, we, uh, during the time of April, I know we're getting death tolls from hospitals. We were getting those large numbers. Elmer's Hospital, one of the hospitals I'm very familiar with, we're showing videos already. People were recording videos of dead bodies. That alone fucked me up watching that shit on TV. I, ha- I have a different perspective because I, 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 don't, I don't really like to watch TV because they give you a bullshit perspective. Um, you know, I don't know the numbers. I don't know what's going down. But I do know what I was seeing in the medical chart for the people who were getting this. And if you got it, it was bad. It was really, really bad. A lot of the cancer patients that got it, it was a death sentence for them. The other thing that was going down was they changed the law for, um, they changed the, the rule for ambulance. 
where the ambulance would go to the house and they would they would have 20 minutes to perform um, CPR and resuscitation. If at, they didn't respond, they'd call and then they'd pronounce them. If they didn't respond to it, they were told not to bring them to the hospital. So there was a lot of people that were dying and they weren't even reaching the hospital. There was a lot of people who were being transferred from the hospitals to the nursing facilities and the nursing facilities, it, the, 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 they were very, the nursing facilities, you were very um, easy to get this, you know? And for the older people, the nursing homes weren't equipped to handle this. So what was happening? They're going there and it's a death sentence for them. And, you know, they, they're forced to take them because if they don't take them, what happens? They lose their license, right? Mm. So um, from, the, from the perspective of it, it was very, very chaotic. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, I know a lot of people were doing death tolls. And in the beginning, they were like, how many people do you think are going to die? 500,000. Thank the Lord we didn't get to that to those highs. You know what I mean? Thank the Lord we didn't get there. But it, it, it was chaotic for a little while. For a couple of weeks, especially in April, it was pretty chaotic. Just seeing those numbers, it, it, it was definitely scary. I also don't I try not to watch that much TV. I don't watch TV overall, you know, because I, it's just, it was very overwhelming. Again, that feeling of, like, not being able to do much, not being able to, like, you know, like, my mom lives alone. Once I got myself a little bit together, you know, I was just like, I would take her food. You know, my other sibling was doing that, but I wanted to build up, like, I need to go and do something too. That's my mom, you know, like we would talk and like video chat it was not the same, but like, I just did not watch that much news anymore because I was just like, this is like, it just makes me feel worse. Unfortunately, we, I have a group chat with my family members and <laughs> my family members didn't make it easy any, either way because they would post what they saw on Facebook. They would post what they heard over here. They would post. And I was just like, oh boy, like, I love you guys. Literally, there was a point that I got tired of going on social media. Now that people are home, isn't this a perfect time to do something? Like, or is it still just trying to cope? The, the, thing, the thing with it is that I think a lot of people got themselves into a depression, right? So when you're in a depression, you lose the taste of satisfaction. Right. So you might think you might say, oh, shit, I'm going to start a language. Right. You start learning a language for two days and you're like, I don't want to learn no more. You might start working out do it for two or three days. I want to do it no more. You lose your taste of wanting to do things, you know, so it's not easy. Some people, some people, this is what they do. You know, there's a lot of people who, who, who stay at home. This was, there was no change for them. You were telling me before that there was people who live alone. There's a lot of people who live alone who don't associate themselves with other people. There really wasn't a drastic change other than maybe going to the store and, and seeing their, 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 their neighbors or something like that. But there's a lot of people who always had the option to go outside and they didn't have it anymore. So we're kind of, I don't know if it's the proper word to use, but we're kind of spoiled where we have everything at the tip of our fingers. You know, we have the ability to take the train and go to Times, well, not you so much, George, um, but we can go to Times Square if we want. We want to go to the park, we can go to the park. Um, we want to watch a baseball game. We want to go see a basketball game, Broadway, go to a movie. We could do that like this, you know what I mean? So because we have so many options and we weren't able to do anything, it, people take it much harder, you know? People get more depressed because it's available, but it's no longer available for them. Um, so I think depression was a big problem and that's what causes, I've seen a lot of memes going around. Hey, if you don't take this time to better yourself, you know, you're doing something wrong. Hey, mm -hmm. 
mental health is a is a bitch you know like like if you mm-hmm. think you understand mental health you're wrong no one does most people mm-hmm. most most social workers psychiatrists they have mental health problems too they, they, that's why when you're in school guess what you you have a therapist if you're if you're a psychiatrist guess what you have a psychiatrist there's a lot of shit that you're going to hear that you 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 can't hold in you know like how you can't you can't suck all that in and, and survive is you can't another month into this we're talking about end of may now we're starting with the black lives movement that's too much to handle because it was a lot it was a lot to take yeah part of it could have been you know being stuck at home but it's way more than that and so you know i on my end you know that week i will remember i broke down that week that week i ended up i spent some time with a friend of mine because not only when I when COVID just started and then I felt like I couldn't help anyone, like I wanted to go support like doing deliveries of food or something, but how do I do that if I'm here trying to make sure that I'm also healthy for the, my kids and et cetera. And now we're in the situation where a bunch of my people, maybe everyone that I know on my, you know, my Instagram, you know, I see on Facebook, they're out there, they're protesting, they're doing things, you know, and I'm just here like, I'm still not ready to put myself out there. I'm with you, but I cannot do that because this is there's still other stuff happening, you know, and I, I can't. And so I saw a lot of back and forth and I was just like, oh boy. Mind, it's kind of like mind fuck. It's like mind fucking ourselves, right? Yeah. Everyone was going at it. People that were close were no longer close. People were like, you know, cut me off, cut me there, cut me there. And I was just like, oh my God, stuck full of everything because, you know, I know what I, I stand for too and what I believe, but, you know, it was just very hard. I felt very like guilty and stuck. And, you know, I was able to air it out with a friend of mine and, and I felt much better after because he's an activist, he's out there, he's doing a lot of stuff. So to hear him sort of say like, you know what, you can also take, you know, a break, just stop. Because you're you're going to just you're going to lose it. Me and Eddie right. literally had a conversation about this last week, you know. And I know Eddie, you want to reflect on that? I a lot of people were angry with what they saw. You know, I was angry. I was pissed off when I saw it. The very it was a it was just like a, a piggyback effect. The first one with the Arbery, where um, he was killed by the by the by the people who who followed him because he was in the construction site. You know that part happened, and then you know the simple fact that you're like why is this coming out now this it was in february like this happened in february and now it's coming out now so people are angry so then mm. the very next week if very next week or the next two weeks after now george floyd you see it in front of your eyes and you're like how are the media how is the media going to go ahead and tear him up to try and tear his character up to justify this and in my head i'm mm. like you don't people anybody who says he didn't deserve to die and then the, it doesn't end in a period it and en- en- ends in a but that that's that's crazy because i i wrote a facebook status and i what i didn't want to hear nobody's response to it you i would you already know what's going to happen they're going to try and tell me that he was a bad person and this this and that there's nothing more you need to see other than what you saw the guy was killed right in front of you you don't need nothing more there's nothing there's literally nothing else mm-hmm. you can say nothing after so many months of dealing with COVID, Black Lives Matter, dealing with our mental health side of it, everything has opened up. I feel like I've seen people go out there and just say, fuck it, I'm free. And and I feel people are getting a little bit careless out there. I don't know if you guys agree with me or disagree with me. Yep. 
think I think people don't believe that it's real. I think that's the problem. The problem is they think that what's going on is the government against them saying, hey, you can't go outside. We want the economy to drop because it's about politics and who's going to go into office in November. And there's too many people that are with a conspiracy theory that this is bullshit. They don't see a large amount of people. They say, wait a minute, only 115,000 died you lose more to the flu, you lose more to suicide, you lose more to age, you lose more to all this stuff. So pretty much what people end up doing is people believe it's a hoax and they say, fuck it, I'm going out. I don't see doctors wearing masks all the time. You have conflicting reports where you'll have a doctor saying, you don't need a mask. And no, you do need a mask. Then you'll see some, uh, you'll see Cuomo getting a haircut with no mask. Then you'll see Donald Trump without a mask. And then you'll see all these people that are standing next to each other in these meetings. You know, and I'm like, and these are the people saying to social distance, they believe it's a hoax. So at the end of the day, they don't believe that anything is good. They, you know, even now, they, I guess they, some of the people from New York are a little nervous because they see it spiking. But then the alternative is like, wait a minute. The reason why you're getting this is because there's more testing. People are getting tested now all the time. I think that a lot of people are reckless right now because they don't believe what happened. They don't believe that, 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 that this is a real thing. People lost people. Like, I lost friends. My grandmother died in March, you know? Like, this maybe triggered something. Maybe if you had a disease, if you caught this, this triggered it. Um, you know, my, my grandmother, she, she, had, she had Alzheimer's and um, dementia for like 10 years. So for me to say COVID killed her, you know, like that's a long time to have those type of diseases, you know? So chances are she probably succumbed to the dementia or, or, or Alzheimer's. Right. Um, but getting COVID, which is what she had, what she did catch at the end, it didn't help her, you know, did her no favors. So a lot of people you're, you're seeing people in front of you that they were alive yesterday and they're dead now. You know, unfortunately. So it's real to some, to the people who've lost people, it's real. I don't, I don't want to use the word that people don't believe because I feel like this is also sort of a way of coping and sort of justifying what they're going to do, what they're not going to do in their head. And we kind of always, I mean, I used to do that before overall and other stuff, you know, it makes me feel better. Like I'm going to eat this and then I'm going to do that and I'm going to, you know, things are just going to get better. And with this situation, um, um, it's not, I, I mean, there was moments that I was just like, I believed it, that it, it's something, yes. Was it labeled coronavirus exactly? I don't know. Um, because a lot of you start reading more into it, like, it's just all over the place. First kids couldn't get it, then kids got it, then, and I'm just like, all right, it's too much. So I don't think, um, like, you can just really how you say it, like hold a person accountable of what they believe is everything is a hot mess. It's such a mess. But what I will say is that people are dying. People are continuing to die. People have died, you know, like, and, and, and like, it was a lot. People should still be cautious about things, you know, whether you got it or you didn't get it. But there are you like know, so but, many people outside having like literally drinking and, and partying. And, you and, know, and to add to that, um, is it's, I think what made it worse, is the antibodies test and like this whole thing because when they that antibody came out like I have a, a few friends that we spoke about it and I said immediately I'm not going to do the coronavirus test because I honestly thought I got sick at this point I don't even know I don't even know anymore because I got really really sick 
on, on March 10th to the point that, you know, like I ended up at the hospital. Thanks to say it was so bad that in my head, because months went by and I already quarantined, isolated, did all that. I was just like, I should, if I take the coronavirus test, it's going to come out negative because time has passed, right? Okay, so maybe the antibody test should be better. That should sort of tell me better, you know, according to what it's being said, right? I went and I took it, negative. I was just like, wait a minute. I, I kind of, I don't know. It was one of those things that at first you were like, I don't want to have the coronavirus. But now when the antibody test came, there's other people that I also know that came out negative. They're like, shit, so now what? So do I have to live in a bubble? Like, what do I do? And to me, it was just like, you know, my other friend was like, wait, congratulations, you're negative. I'm like, no, no. I mean, not, it doesn't guarantee anything. I am fully aware of that. We don't know how many antibodies you have to have. We don't know if it stays in your body. At this point, I don't know if I did have and then later, but people are misinformed big time. And so because of that, I feel like it's just making things even worse. Another problem with the testing, to be honest with you, is that a lot of companies, in order to make it, um, think of mass production, right? When something is mass produ produced, it's cheaper quality. Plain and simple. Why? Because they have to rush to get it done. So you're in a panic mode. You're like, wait a minute, I have to go ahead and create this testing so people can get tested. And the testing isn't always accurate because they couldn't take their time to go ahead and create it. Right. So mm -hmm. this is going to be the first layer of testing. There's going to be another layer and then another layer. And then the results are going to become accurate. Just because I tested negative for, for coronavirus doesn't mean I didn't have it. But um, just just because it says I don't have it or I didn't have it doesn't mean that it's accurate because there's a lot of double negatives. And a lot of it is because you're getting cheap testing, you know. So right now, people are going to be misinformed. It's irresponsible of me to say that people don't believe that this is accurate. You know, a lot of it is a cope coping mechanism for them a lot of people that's how they cope with it that they don't maybe they're they, they don't know what to believe they don't believe it's accurate it's true or they do believe it's true and they don't know how to believe it because they don't know who's telling the truth you know so a lot of it is because they're misinformed you know Lillian you, say you, have, you, you have a lot of friends Lillian right have you been seeing them have you been in any contact with them what I saw my my regular group of friends for the first time last week, Friday. What was on um, your mind? What was on your mind when you first saw them? Do you trust them right at the bat? Like, you know, I trust them. I could hug them. <laughs> or was it more like, was there any conversations? Or you just felt like, you know what, I trust them? It's kind of rough to say trust, right? Uh, because I see a lot of things on social media that my friends post. And so I was fully aware, you know, of like what they're doing. So, or not saying like all their whereabouts. But I knew that they were in the same circle. Now, you know, like, and it can't, when, when I had that, it was my friend's birthday. And so I was like, shit, how do I do this? I, I knew about it, but I wasn't sure if I was going to go. I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to be like standing outside. I was hoping it would be outside, but no, it was indoors. And I was just like, shit. Um, she did say, you know, like, I, you know, everyone has a free pass, you know, like, you don't have to come. But in my head, I was just like, shit like she's been there for me and like you know time passed and at the same time I was kind of tired you know like I was just like I I'm so I, I, I don't know what to do you know and I you know I'll take my mask I'll be careful you know my other friend was like look I'll put a sign around you that says stay six feet away I kind of it was funny but not really you know because 
it's not funny. <laughs> and so I just was like, no, please don't do that. Like, don't do that. <laughs> um, and so I, I did go. I had a nice time. I saw my friends, yes. But one of them is a hugger. She's a hugger. And it, I've always seen her. And every single time I've seen her, you know, like we would hug. And so I honestly, George, I didn't push her. I, I took the hug. I just went like this. Like I went like this. Is it normal to feel this way, though? Is it normal to say absolutely. that we have no idea yeah. what's going to happen? And the weather's beautiful. This whole week has been over 85, almost 90 degrees, right? Mm. I know people out there having fun right now are bonding, spending time together. Even those people are hooking up. You know, you could you could get COVID through fucking sex now, I heard. And the, 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 Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen the next couple of months with this, for this summer? What do you think is going to happen this summer? Do you think we're going to get numbers again growing? Do you think things are going to get back to normal? Or do you feel that after everything we went through the last three months, that are we were mentally strong enough to handle whatever's come upcoming again because the way i feel about this is the last three months was a test saw things experienced things like got to know myself a little bit but at the same time i'm like shit i am vulnerable now i i won't be surprised if it happens again i'm ready for it compared to the first time but that's just me that's just me who knows you don't want it happening bro yeah, let me tell you you don't want that happening. You know, how we, ha- we get another case of that, we're fucked. And, and, and the reason why I say it like that, a lot of companies, they don't know that they're shutting down forever. They're, they're finding out within the next month or so that they're not reopening, right? You catch another wave of this and they shut down the economy again, we might not have jobs completely. There might not be no money for unemployment. They might have different things that they have to implement to supplement our income because life goes on. We got to pay rent. We got to pay bills and all that stuff, right? We can't have, we have another one of these right now. We're fucked. I, I, I don't, I pray we don't have another one of these. I pray that it's contained. I pray we don't have a different hybrid of this. If it happens. But Eddie, you're, you're a professional dancer. Do you see yourself? That's all done. That's done. That's going to be for a while, man. Do you see yourself going back into that? Uh, you know, and that's that's not that's not a good question to ask me because I've been winding down anyway. But you know, now, I've been doing this, for a long this, time. But now with this whole thing with COVID and everything you went through, is your mindset is can you go and say, hey, I want to dance? Right now, hell no. I, you want, it's funny because I was invited to a party this weekend. I said, get you fucking out. You bugging? They for a salsa. They want to go salsa in Jersey. They they apparently there's they they are doing some a party where they're doing a class outdoors because they're allowed to do outdoor things and after they're gonna do some kind of salsa party I'm like I'll pass I'll pass then they're doing something at the beach tomorrow at Rockaway Beach um and tomorrow for salsa I'm like are you fucking kidding me schools are gonna be closing down because you're not gonna people are not gonna want to touch each other you're gonna have some people who do it but people are that's a contact that's something that's direct contact it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen they, those schools are closing down for a while um they're not they're not part of the initial plan they probably won't open till like september or uh, october or something and even then they might not survive that they still might not survive that you know so dancing is not that's not even in my my that's not even in my equation right now. If I wasn't already thinking about stopping, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. So, Lily, how about you? Will you see yourself these next couple of weeks? See yourself hanging out with your friends? Do you see yourself not social distancing? I don't see. I, I'm also, I, lo- I love to go out and dance, you know, and I love to, to drink, too. That changed. You know, I had my ups and my downs during this quarantine, but um, those two things don't mix well. And I don't, I also don't really see myself going into a closed, a closed space with people that I obviously that don't know, I don't know. And on top of that, mixing the drinking. I mean, I know what I've done before, you know, when I used to be with my friends, it's like, oh, and now that that's not going to fly. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do care. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be in that position where I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing or that I feel so relieved that I'm just fucking okay, whatever, I'll do whatever, you know, like, I don't want to get to that space. And so... I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I do know that with with the group that I had with my close friends, um, like they're thinking about outdoor stuff, like uh, this weekend hiking, you know, like something like that. And I'm I'm open to that, you know, goes their route, we meet outdoors. I see myself doing that, you know, I at first know not, nothing at all, nothing at all. But now it's just like, Honestly, like you said, I don't want this to happen. I, I pray that nothing like this happens. But unfortunately, I feel like if it's not this, something else, something else is going to hit because we're seeing it slowly again. They're going to try to start, you know, you know, checking people before they cross here. That's what's going to happen. The people that ran off from New York, New York City, whatever, and they went other places, they're going to come back. One slips, you know, that's it. And so that's the scary part this was a disaster and then again I, I i hope that doesn't happen but um i don't i'm not ready to go out to go partying and stuff like that when you know what it is eventually uh, now eventually could be a year from now eventually could be five years from now a year it's go- uh, no i'm no I'm, I'm talking about things are going to go back to normal whether it's a year from now five years from now we don't know what eventually is right the moment they're able to somehow either treat it maintain it contain it the same way the flu the same way any disease or cancer the same way hiv all this stuff the same way you have these things that you can maintain yourself you're not going to avoid a crowded subway it's not going to happen that's just not going to happen eventually uh, eventually eventually it's going to go back to normal you know life has to go back to normal it's just when is eventually i don't know what eventually is Someone said one time that they've been through 9-11, they went through the whole Hurricane Sandy, and that had timelines, that had deadlines. This doesn't have a deadline, like when it's specifically going to go away. And now because of all this, I I don't know, do I see myself wearing a a mask for the next year? Most likely, let's face it. Are we going to start seeing things like sports coming back with no audience? Well, guess what? That's what, what it is it is. I have friends that want to hang out and I'm doing my best thinking about my family, but at the same time, my mental health with this shit. I think every time I'm put in a situation that has to do with the outdoor world with other people, I'm going to mind fuck myself and overthink myself. What's the right thing to do when I go into the supermarket to shop for stuff. I avoid going to big lines. If I see two, three people, one aisle, I stay back today. Just alone. When I went to cut my hair today, they did the temperature test on me. I had a mask on. I had to make sure that when I got out, I threw more alcohol on me. And, and I'm like, is this a new norm? Is this the way the shit got to you know, go? Well, this is something we never experienced. And 
when I see the news, the CTV, there's people that don't give a fuck about this no more. They're out there. They're just living their life. Maybe they're right. Maybe it's just me with anxiety. You know, I thank you guys for coming today to talk a lot about this because the unknown is real. Eddie, I hope right before this started, you know, you went to do a, a dance, salsa dance for us. And I know we wanted to hang out, but look at that. Can you see when when can we really realistically hang out together? That you know what that's crazy. You know how this <laughs> I, I taught a salsa class um for the for the senior citizen center at his um he 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 hooked me up with somebody. Um and when I did the salsa class, it's 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 funny you remind me. This was in the very, very beginning of the coronavirus when it wasn't really popular over here, but it was still something that was around. And I couldn't teach partner work. They didn't want to touch each other. They didn't want to touch. And I'm like, oh shit, what do I do now? I'm over here, I have my lesson plan. And when it comes to it, it's like, mm, they don't want to touch each other. So it's that started from the beginning. That's pretty crazy. I forgot about that. Look, it's Lillian. If I see you again, will you hug me? Or will you give me a pound or an elbow? Realistically. Punch in the face. <laughs> I mean, from what I hear, no. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like you're taking a lot of, no, I don't know. I don't, that's the thing that it's just like, I don't want it to like bite me in the ass, you know, because I know that I'm getting ready. You know, I don't know when I'm going to go back to work physically. Uh, you know, I spoke with my, with my boss and she was just like, you know, you know, it's that we're not pushing it. If you can still work from home, we're still making sure, but there will be a moment where they're going to be like, all right, everyone comes back, but there's going to be steps to take care of it. But see, I can't always travel downtown. I work downtown. I can't always be in the car, you know, to travel there. How am I going to find parking? And I have not been in the MTA at all since March, you know? Uh, so it's just like, shoot, like, why shouldn't I just start preparing slowly with at least the people that I, you know, I, I can say, yeah, I trust them. You know, I, I can't <laughs> control everything. It's gotten to that point. I want to do thank you, Edward, Lillian, for being part of the podcast. And like I said, it's very important to get people's point of view, especially with, you know, these last three and a half months. But like I said, we could continue this conversation. And maybe we could check a month from now to see what's going on. But I want to thank you once again for taking your time out during these late nights via Zoom to do these podcasts. And, you know, hope you have a good night, guys. Yeah, too. Have a good night. Likewise. Good night.